Welcome to Your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. I'm Molly Killeen, and today we're going to be discussing the current funding landscape for startups in the EU. I'm joined today by Thanos Parasos, organiser of the European Startup Universe, a network that connects EU tech startups with each other and with investors and experts both nationally and across Europe. We're also joined by Robert Vandermeer, who's the founder and CEO of Bflex, a green startup that provides people with bikes on a subscription basis. So welcome to you both. To start off, perhaps you could both share your thoughts on some of the key challenges that startups looking to secure funding in the EU are currently facing and on the state of the European funding landscape in general. Yes, of course. So startups in uh, the European Union faced um, more or less the same issues. So uh, the first one is that the legislation is different between uh, one country and the other. So uh, we are discussing for one single market and digital uh, Europe, but uh, in reality, there is no um, connection in between the countries. So countries have different legislation. So that makes the startup that wants to expand the situation quite uncomfortable. Uh, this, also, the startups are not uh, the startups from countries that are not uh, like uh, uh, German in Berlin or Paris. They don't have the same opportunities. So they probably don't have the access to funding and also to the, the network. So that's a quite important thing for a startup that it's on the very early stages. You need access to customers and also you need access to funding. This is something that does not uh, exist in some areas that are far away from the major tech hubs. So this one and also I can say that uh, we have a different um, mentality than the U.S. startups or the Israeli startups that are there. The ecosystem we could say that the ecosystem uh, is booming in both these areas. Uh, here in Europe, we have another approach, and this is a challenge for all European startups, and not only the startups, but also for the uh, investors. Uh, we don't take risk. So this is another issue that we have to, uh, to think about it, of how we feel with the risk and how we feel uh, with entrepreneurship in general. Yeah, I agree with uh, Thanos. I think the access to funding, that there is a big gap between uh, the south and the north of uh, Europe. And I looked at the numbers before the podcast. And uh, in Germany in 21, um, they invested 12 billion euros versus that in Greece, 500 million. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a huge gap. We had some good news here in Greece as well with FIFA Wallet and uh, JP Morgan, Polfish. And there is the third uh, audio uh, AI startup with Metaverse. So this is quite promising. And also for the Greek market specifically, we've seen a huge growth because in 2018, I think the investments in startups were below the the 50 million. And now we're at the the 500 million milestone. So there is... Um, uh, some some growth. Um, I think generally for the startups, the pre-seed funding is quite complicated. I think from a Series A and Series B, 
it, it, it becomes a lot easier. And this applies both for Greek startups as for European startups. Uh, Molly, let me add something on that. I believe that this is connected to, to, the, to the profile of uh, investors in the European Union. So we don't take risk uh, as investors and the same happens probably to startups. For sure, the talent uh, is universal. And I think that throughout the digitalization and uh, throughout the web, uh, we can uh, democratize that access, that access to, um, to opportunities. And this is a, you know, a bet that we have um, on running the European startup universe. We would like to democratize access to opportunities. We would like to give um, access to network and funding to every European uh, startup founder. And when it comes to the involvement of the EU itself in encouraging and aiding investment, how well do you think the current funding structures and opportunities are working? As Robert said before, here in Greece right now, there are dry powder on the table. So we have um, the money comes from the European Investment Bank and European uh, Investment Fund. So they they have um, invest in uh, nine different uh, Greek uh, funds, uh, an amount of some hundreds of millions of uh, euros. That that money uh, goes to Greek startups right now, and this is not happening only in Greece. This happens in the whole European Union. So we've seen that um, the last five years, European Union and uh, its instruments started to invest to startups throughout these kind of funds of funds and this can make the ecosystem uh, um, really flourish. Um, we've seen also that there are the there are some national programs that they, they have some issues. So the bureaucracy is a very difficult situation that every startup has to face and the other issues that each country uh, has to face, especially the, I'm talking about the Mediterranean countries. Uh, we have uh, lack of um, how we are how to do business, so the bureaucracy make the whole situation quite quite difficult. Uh, but as far as I've seen, there are uh, and it's a recently announced that there will be. Um, an investment of uh, startups of about 100 billions in in Europe and also something that um, shows us that there is quite potential in European countries um, is that huge US-based funds are looking now for the investments in uh, our region, in European regions. Uh, also, we have seen not only these uh, European, uh, not only these US funds that are willing to enter the market and uh, invest money in the European Union, but we are also uh, could see uh, angel investors that they see opportunities uh, in markets like in uh, um, Central Eastern Europe and uh, South Europe too. So they see opportunities and they have started investing or if they are not investing yet, they are looking for opportunities and they, they are looking to, to invest. Yeah, what you want to avoid, I think, from a European uh, level is that uh, people with ideas from other countries will go to the, the, 
to those countries where the funding is easier. So for example, from Greece to uh, Germany or the Netherlands, uh, I don't think this is something that you want to stimulate. And so there should be some sort of um, structure that it's a bit more balanced over the entire uh, European Union. Uh, the EU and uh, we are talking about the institutions uh, could boost and could uh, support more uh, every country. And uh, the way that we we propose is to connect the ecosystems through online programs. And this is that will make Europe the, the global powerhouse for startups using online tools and uh, reducing the bureaucracy, so the obstacles, to reduce the obstacles. Uh, through the entrepreneurship and through our daily life like entrepreneurs could make the the EU uh, booming, the EU startup ecosystem uh, booming. So you've both already mentioned the difficulty of negotiating the diversity of markets within the EU and how creating links between startups and investors and these kind of entrepreneurial communities can help to balance this out, which is what the European Startup Universe is aiming to do. So what role do you see these networks playing here moving forward? And what areas would you say their focus should really be on? I'm an entrepreneur and the, the rest of the, the members of our team in the European Startup Universe, we have faced the, 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 the challenges that uh, every entrepreneur uh, faces, especially on the first steps. So the environment here in Greece, and uh, I think that the... Um, the environment is, is the same in the uh, all over the countries to a startup founder. Maybe the opportunities are more, but um, the 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 challenges are the same. So we have seen that it's it's needed to have a supportive environment in order to do uh, something with uh, high risk. So if we are talking about the startup, we are talking about something with uh, high, that it's a high risk investment. Uh, either for the uh, founding team, either for the investors, everybody knows knows about it. And what is needed on that side, it's needed to have the right environment. And uh, the most important thing that I, I think that Robert could agree with me is the access to funding. Yes, and I would like to add there as well that um, the access to funding is, of course, crucial. But the idea that you have a network that you can even find uh, advisors for the advisory board, co-founders, um, engineers, uh, this is very important for any startup. A, a very strong team is crucial. Great. Well, thank you both for joining. That's all for today's episode. But by signing up for our free digital brief newsletter, you can receive a recap of the week's digital politics and policy news in your inbox every Friday. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or Amazon Music. I'm Molly Colleen. Thanks for listening. Bye.